I was scared of him like I was scared of no man and not even not even my father. Um, and that's weird. It was weird, but it affected me like that. You know, he also outworked me. So, but but I just for me, I wasn't scared of Hunter. I could approach him. I was I was scared to approach Vince sometimes. <laughs> Well, let's shoot from the hip, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so You're how welcome. Different, how, how different <laughs> was it working with Vince under working with Triple H for for Brian? Uh, so, with the Triple H uh, becoming uh, again uh, becoming over talent, ahead of talent, and resuming uh, the position that he was that he did, and so with. All the changes going on in the WWE, Triple H assuming that position again. Uh, you worked under Vince. You worked on, you know, as SmackDown lead writer, and you worked in NXT under Triple H. What is? How can you compare and contrast the two? Well, look, I think to, to be quite honest, uh, I think Hunter. And look, I call him Hunter. I'm sorry, he hates it, but everybody calls him Triple H. <laughs> I, I think he learned uh, how to be the boss from Vince. So I think it's going to be interesting to see with Vince gone, what his leadership style morphs into a little bit. But what, what, what the difference for me was, um, he was my friend, but from the get go, he drew the line, uh, like a good leader would draw the line. Hey, I said, Hey dude, you know, if I ask you, could I come to you and ask you if I want more money, if I don't blah, 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 I can come to you. Right. And he said, yeah, as long as you don't mind me saying no. And so that was literally the first conversation we had when he was the boss and I was the, the employee and it, and it was very respectful and very to the point and drew the line. Like, I think it's how I responded to the two individuals differently. Vince terrifies me. He's he's a terrifying man. Why, why is his, that? Why is that? Because his presence, he he demands respect, like in a way without saying it. I don't know. I don't know to tell you the truth. But it's a it's a I I was scared of him, like I was scared of no man, and not even not even my father. Um, and that's weird. It was weird, but it affected me like that. You know, he also outworked me. So, but but I just for me. I wasn't scared of Hunter. I could approach him. I was, I was scared to approach Vince sometimes. Um, and, and I don't know, again, that was me. That's the difference in me working for the two of them. I don't know what the difference between the two will be until Hunter, I think, finds his footing and, and, and sees what that looks like for him personally and, and professionally, you know? Now it's interesting that you said that, Brian, because you've been, I mean, you have generations in the business. And you're, Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and you're you're a hall of famer you brought in a lot of money for the wwe and even someone with your name was afraid to approach vince mcmahon in that way think yeah. about a rhea ripley or bianca belair or nikki ash or a, a kiro tozawa is that is that type of feel across the board with those type of employees as far as Vin approaching Vince for something? I, I can't answer that because I ain't them, but, but look, I, I don't, I want to stress. I wasn't scared of him. Like I'm scared of the devil or the boogeyman or whatever. Sure, sure. It was just a man. He's an aura. Yeah. Just that aura. And it's an yeah. aura of power and of, and so it's look, it wasn't like I didn't ask him and I didn't joke with him and we didn't have a decent relationship. It was just, man, it's Vince McMahon, 
and he carries himself like he's Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. uh, it's intimidating, and it's and he does things that he knows how to do that are power. Uh, gestures and and things that put you on your heels immediately. You know what I mean? Like he knows the the trick of uh, arguing and the trick of negotiating, and he, he's he's been doing it forever. Psychology, man. persuasion, yeah, yeah. 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 Brian, Vince, I'm what you think about that as far as what I asked, Brian. You know what's so funny about that, Brian? And, and you you will understand exactly what I'm saying. And I've told this story a million times. The very first now, Brian and I, and Brian ten times more than Vince Russo. But Brian, we work with a lot of celebrities. We work with a lot of big time sports figures. I mean, a lot oh, yeah. of people came through the halls in the WWE. You, 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 you got high with uh, Ben Stiller. <laughs> you know, a, a lot, a lot happened. A lot yeah. happened. Hey, Vince, you work and with Iron Mike Tyson. Iron Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Of, but I swear, Brian, and I can never put my finger on it. And I tell everybody this story, bro. The very first time I met him was during the all the steroid allegations and the wwe was putting on vince was putting on a steroid symposium and you know Meltzer and all those guys nobody went because no matter what vince says he was full of crap and yeah. i'm like oh crap i want to hear their side of the story yeah right? yeah so i i was able to to get invited to the symposium and i went and brian i swear to god i'll never forget i, I was in a room like my back was turned the, the symposium starting in about 15 minutes and bro i'm telling you i felt this presence enter the room and i didn't see him i didn't see him <laughs> all, bro all of a sudden like the atmosphere and the air and everything in the room changed and i turned around and vince had walked in and brian i'm telling you bro with all the people i got to work with over the years I never, I never felt that, bro. No. I don't, I and, I, and like you, I can't put my finger on it, but when you said there's this aura. Yeah. It's weird, bro, but I never felt that with anybody else, bro. No, I, me either. Me, I, look, me either, not even my father. Right? You know, maybe my drill instructor uh, <laughs> at Paris Island. Um, but, but, you know, that's, Man, that's a gift. That's a gift yeah, he's it, got. It is, guess bro. guess yeah. who all those stars you talked about that came through also got high with uh, Snoop Dogg right next to when, uh, <laughs> when Jesse the Body was the governor of Minnesota. <laughs> governor of Minnesota, he was there. He had Secret Service outside his door, and it, pot was just billowing everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I walked out of the room, and there was Stephanie McMahon, and, I, and there was oh, smoke everywhere. And I said, time. Snoop, Dogg, Snoop Dogg smoking pot in there. <laughs> threw him under the bus um but yeah it's a you know who all those stars want pictures with vince, vince. mcmahon Absolutely, you know what i mean yes. like there's something yes. something there yeah uh yeah yeah i don't know i just don't get it man I, i'm just not that guy I, I, if vince mcmahon were to come in my i don't know i guess it's just me i don't i don't as a therapist i don't i don't get I don't pop for people like that. I, I just, that, yeah. I guess that's just me. If Vince McMahon were to come, I, out I like to house, think I don't either. Yeah, but yeah, but it, and it's not a pop. It's not a like, oh, yeah. hey, this guy's no, great. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh god, I'm yeah, what time am I to straighten gonna... up and you know, yeah, just kind of about face type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and you just go, oh, sorry about, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I get it, man. I, I understand it. I understand it. I, I mean, used to like a lot of times, Brian. Like I used to see it all the time, and I'm sure you experienced this a million times. Like. 
I would be in the in 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 the Titan Towers in the elevator with Vince. <laughs> and then when the door opens and somebody has to come in and they see Vince is in <laughs> oh my right. I mean bro, yeah. bro. I will take I will take the fire pole. <laughs> yes. It's it, it, it Chris, it's Does he soak that in though, Vince? Like oh, does yeah. he soak that I, in? I think yeah, I think so, he plays Brian, it up. Yeah, I think so. And that's where I think, you know, it's a blessing to have that type of presence. But it's a curse to take advantage of it, though. Well, you it's also I mean? a curse to have to maintain I'm, I'm that. like Dr. Chris yeah. here. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it becomes, you know, feeding into that type of deal. You know I mean? And the more people who are terrified of him, the more it just feeds his ego, you know, with that yeah. type of presence. And him walking into a room, it's like, man, look at all of this power I you know, I mean, just from my. Personal. I mean, I I do think Brian. I mean, you know, and this isn't a negative. I'm just telling you, being around the guy for as long yeah. as I was, I think he and he got off on people being in fear of him. Would you agree? Yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree with that 100. percent And and like I don't know, that, that may not be a good thing for human beings, but but it's worked for him. Uh, but but I, like I mentioned earlier, maintaining that. Yeah. Man, do you never have some downtime where you can yeah. just right. put your sweat shorts on and yeah. we just <laughs> we watch? Yeah, some it's hard. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to keep. It's hard to keep up with that, and a lot of times you don't really have personal connections with that type of presence too. You don't have. Yeah, that. yeah. And I'll tell you what, when the the I mean, Brian, we you know I actually you know used to go to his house and write. I don't know what the yeah. setup was. We bro, a lot of times it was just the two of us. Yeah. And Brian, it was during those times, very few. The the one thing that would throw me off is like, bro, he he literally would ride in sweats and a and a tank top. <laughs> and bro, and bro, the the cough tear yeah. moment yeah. he just kind of rolled out of bed. And then bro, occasionally he would lift up the, the, the butt and re- release some air. And it's like, but but I gotta tell you, when you saw those times, Chris, yeah. it was like Wait a minute, he's a regular <laughs> he's, guy. He's a dude. But he's Chris, a human. What is Brian? You know how few and far between that was. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. O- only a co- look, we never went to his house ever. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. only a couple of times did we go to his hotel room overseas. We yeah. would go to his room early in the morning to kind of go over the show and prep yeah. And, yeah. and he's not a morning person. And so, so yeah. it was just like, yeah. Oh God, can we just yeah. not do this, sir? Can we yeah. <laughs> yeah, show it's a like, replay? It's yeah. like you can never imagine Vince McMahon as Clark Kent. You know what I mean? He's always yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like that, that that's a perception that people have of him too. Did he question real quick? Did he have a WBF tank top on? Yeah, no, he actually, it was either that or Ico Pro. It was well, Ico I was going to say, Ico was Pro gonna... was my next one. Yes. <laughs> what are yes. the two? Hey, go back and listen to him uh, doing the. Uh, what was the th- yeah the WBF or whatever? Go back and and listen to him doing the vo- the uh, announcing yeah. on that show on those shows, yeah. man. Yep. It's the it's the worst best ever. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, that the WBF, man. That was uh, very. All three of them were, uh, you know, a cohesive unit, but three individual, individually talented guys. You know what I mean? And so I, I didn't see it like they were propping Roman up. Let's go down memory lane. Let's go traveling down memory lane, fellas. So the shield 
versus the New Age Outlaws and oh. Kane, if I'm not corporate, believing. Corporate Kane. Corporate Kane, yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah. So where does the Shield rank among the all-time great factions compared to, like, DX and the Corporation, Brian? Well, I I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> I, look, they were great, and there's some great individual stars came out of there. Uh, so I I would actually argue that individually their their legacies outweigh uh, the legacy of the shield. I do think it was a cool dominant uh, trio, but I just I don't see them as this iconic classic faction like a Wolfpack or N- you know NWO or DX. Um, but yeah, they're again. I think their singles runs uh, have pushed them further than the shield ever would. Yeah, Vince. Brian, I, I mean, Chris, what was their staying power like? Because I, I, you know, I, I just started watching again, just as Rollins nailed, I think it was Reigns with the briefcase, whatever. How long of a window did they have prior to that? They debuted. Uh, it was a triple threat match. I think it was like this is off the this is on off the cuff here. I think it yeah. was Ryback, Cena, and Punk. If I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, yeah. it was a triple threat that match. Right. I think it was either. I think Survivor Series of twelve, something around there. So what there. they what they do about two or three years? Yeah, so I think yeah. it was like Survivor yeah. Series, either SummerSlam or Survivor Series of twelve, and then uh, they did the you know they they stayed around, and then they went against y'all. That was fourteen or thirteen, Brian. I don't know. I was thinking. You said, Brian. I was like, I was like, 14, 12. <laughs> were you writing there then, Brian? Were you writing there then? Yes. I, Brian, I'm great. I want to ask you this question. Chris, my answer is I don't think they were established long enough to go down with the DX or an NWO or four. Yeah. yeah, I don't think. Brian, here, great. I, I, I was always curious about this. I started watching again when Rollins did the turn. Yep. Why were out of the three? Why was Rollins chosen to be the one at that time? Because you know he became you know with Triple H and Stephanie, he became the star of the show. But you had yeah, all three but, of those guys to choose from. Do you remember why he was the guy? I, I don't. I don't. To be quite honest with you, but I know uh, he and Hunter had a special relationship from NXT from from the beginning, and so mm-hmm. I don't know if he said he he might be the guy. Um, would you have made him the guy over the other two, bro? I don't know. I think if they'd have done the same thing with Roman uh, and made Roman the big heel there, it, it might have been better for Roman. But but I don't know. You don't know that now because it didn't yeah, go that way. Yeah, twenty twenty with that because I you know I yeah. think that 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 babyface run just made this initial heel run that much spicier to me. Yeah, yeah, with, with Roman. Yeah. Um, but it seems like it seems like Roman was the guy that they were really um, kind of christening in the first place. I know that Reigns. I think you know when uh, I think it was Austin uh, Austin's podcast that that, that uh, Rollins said that the Shield was to make Roman look good. You know from the beginning. I don't know. I mean, you were yeah. there as far as that was. Was he true with that as far as like the Shield really being? around Roman getting an individual push? I mean, I, I didn't see it that way, and we never wrote it that way. Uh, and we didn't think about it that way. So I don't know if that's uh, 
Seth just feeling that way, or yeah. or maybe maybe it was the truth, and I but but I didn't see it that way at all because all three of them were, uh, you know, a cohesive unit, but three individual individually talented guys. You know what I mean? And so I I didn't see it like they were propping Roman up. I felt like they were, uh, like Roman had to kind of earn his earn his way in there. You know what I mean? Because the other guys had a lot more experience. And why was it those three that came out of NXT? Uh, uh, you know what I don't, I don't know I don't know that I think they were closest ready to come and uh, and uh, when they showed up on the scene they were pretty dominant and they were ready to go so I think they were probably ready you know what I mean they were the next ones coming up yeah. and so that because it is a kind of a wacky pairing of you know what I mean the three yeah, of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to answer your question I guess the question that was posed and I was WrestleMania 30 that y'all went against the 30 show. that's right it was not 13 or 12. Well, I was thinking 2012 or 2013. Oh, oh, that's what you were saying. Yeah. So yeah. when was that? When was 30? Uh, 14. 14. Yeah, yeah, it was 14. Operation uh, Kia Sorrento. There you I go. Would, I would love to be a fly on the wall, Brian, when you've got like three veterans, you know, you, Billy, you know, Kane, little past your prime, and yeah. three youngums. And we're going over the match. Yeah. So, so hey, so so me and Billy and another partner had worked with the Shield on a European tour and right. worked the entire like fifteen days, mm -hmm. uh, all and just boom, 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 boom. It was six man tag, so we weren't we weren't dying, you know. And we had like Randy Orton as a partner some nights, like Sheamus as a partner some nights. But man, those three guys were smooth as silk. I knew what they had done because I was watching them, so I knew what they did. They knew what I did, so it was a, it was magic. And man, they were really really good. They were heels then, yeah. and uh, and we had a blast. And they didn't hurt me, and they took it easy on me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I used to love I used I love those matches. I still remember them to this day. Yeah. Nice, nice. Brian, you want to hear something funny, bro? Back in the day, like I was not watching NXT, and because I podcast and everything, so many people, Vince, you need to watch NXT. You need to watch, you know, yeah. when it was first hot and it was yeah, so over. The black and gold brand. Yeah, yeah bro, I watched it when Becky was there and Charlotte. Yeah. I saw all of them there first, you know? Bro, I swear to God. Do you know why I had to stop watching NXT? <laughs> no, but I want to hear it. Bro, that crowd was so obnoxious. <laughs> I, 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 Brian, I'm telling you, I could not stand that crowd. Yeah. They were so obnoxious. <laughs> I did not want to watch the show because of the crowd. The talent had nothing to do with it. The yeah. crowd was so obnoxious, bro. It was the same crowd every week, and they were smart, and they yes. they wanted they wanted you to know it. Yeah, um, but yeah, we, I remember I remember yes. me saying like, I'd love to just go out in the parking lot and wait for these guys to come. <laughs> <out."> <laughs> oh, bro, it was just it was brutal. To well, I think you have, I think with smarky crowds, I think you have that issue that crowds like that, and we see that in AEW every week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They just want to hijack the show. Yeah. They, they want to hijack. They want to be. The a, they don't want to hijack it as much as they want to be a part of it. Exactly. But the only way they can be a part of it is by hijacking. It's the hijack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did social media do that, Brian? Did, did they? Did social media make them believe that they could become part of this because the access to the talent is closer? Because you know, back in our day, yeah. you went to the show. <laughs> you, you were watching yeah. a, a, a rock band in concert. 
you never I never wanted to be the sixth member of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah. is, is that Chris, is that so Steely Dan beats featuring Dr. Yeah. Chris? <laughs> I yeah. wanted to be a member of ZZ Top. Yeah. Yeah. You, would, you would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, awesome. look, I I think it's I think it's that way because of social media, but also that way in society. Like people right now are so uh self-absorbed but not self-aware you know what i mean it's like they and so it's just oh i want to i want to do this too and yeah social media i I imagine has had a hand in that because you have the power right Uh i am a king i am a i am a whatever and it's you know okay it's a deceptive (laughs) but but life happens yeah i'm I'm thinking of it from a psychological standpoint it's a deceptive form of attachment right like say for instance you are uh, someone follows you on Twitter or, or you know, you, your Facebook friends with three or 4,000 people, right? Yeah. You know, say for instance, if someone asks Brian James to be their Facebook friend, if, if, you know, if Tommy, if Tommy Williams asked, you know, Brian James to be their Facebook friend and you said, accept to Tommy Williams, Brian James is your <laughs> yeah, legit true. friend now. That's you know true, what I mean? Bro. And it's yeah. like, I have no clue who you are. I don't <laughs> right. know who Tommy Anything Williams about are. I just said, accept. And all of a sudden, yeah, because, you know, me and Brian, we go way back. You know, that's yeah, my boy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know you, but we're <laughs> friends. We're BFFs all of a sudden, right? Yeah. And once you have that retweets and, you know, oh, uh, yeah. answering, to, answering to Twitter messages or Twitter posts, all of a sudden there's a there's a, a attachment there that's not really there. It's not real, right? Yeah, it's not really. Brian, real. you ever hear uh, Raju's going to get hot at me, Chris? But that's okay. <laughs> I want to share this with Brian because I just learned this this week. I want to see if Brian thinks there's any meat to this. I heard a, uh, a, a, a speaking of Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I heard an urban legend about Stevie Nicks. Whoa! Now I want to see if you think there's any credence to this. <laughs> okay. Supposedly, back in the day, bro, she was a big co-count. Yeah. That's where Goldust Woman comes from. That she was a big co-count. Bro, rumor is she ruined her nose sniffing coke. I I mean, just burnt it like nothing was left. Well, the rumor is, Brian, that since she couldn't snort it anymore, she would have people with a straw blow it up her backside because it would give the same bro have you heard anything like this brian brian tell like how do you make something like this up bro like where to this brian i look i know i've dropped acid in my eyes I know I've <laughs> shot up between my toes. <laughs> Nothing ever. Nobody ever blew it. Nobody ever blew cocaine up my ass. No. Okay. Right. <laughs> and they're not going to. And I think it's safe to say they're not going to start now. No, no, they're okay. not. Right. I don't okay. think I can get a volunteer for that one. No. <laughs> I think you have to uh, have continuity. If you don't like the character, then don't bring him up yet. Let's exactly. try this new character out a time or twelve and see if he, see if it's worth bringing yep. up. You know, yep. but look, yep. it's all it's all in the rearview mirror now. Now it's time to see how H is going to run the game. <laughs>
All right, let's land the plane, fellas, on the Oh, You Didn't Bro. Oh, You Didn't Bro? Bro. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Vince and I, we, we've, uh, we've joked about this quite a bit. You know, uh, I, I like Keith Lee. I'm a fan. Uh, but, you know, hey, when he was Bearcat Lee, somehow there was an homage that was never mentioned that no one knew that it was an homage. And then he basically had claws like a uh, Cincinnati weasel muskrat bearcat. And no one really knew what the heck bearcat leave was so much so much that, you know, he left. I mean, he, he got let go. Just <laughs> basically a hiccup after they did the bearcat gimmick. So what uh, and same thing with Karrion Cross. He comes out with some type of Lord Humongous type of mask on from Continental Days after having a huge run in nxt and impact just having a presence toward him that was super just commanding and menacing they come to the main roster cross losing jobbing out to jeff hardy like one of his first matches keith lee just coming into this weird gimmick what you what do you think the rhyme or reason of that was brian and what why do like they were Triple H guys. Why didn't they get over with Vince McMahon on the main roster? Yeah, look, I don't have the answer to that. And I know, you know, there, there, a lot of people say maybe there was, there was uh, competition there and, and he didn't look, I don't know why he didn't like these guys. They are seem like his type of guys, you know, right, exactly. they're big guys that can move well and can wrestle. And so I don't really know. It's funny you brought those two specifically up. Those are the two that got me scratching my head the most. Yeah. They're big guys that can move and work and and I don't man. I know one thing was problematic was we gave everybody like big cool interests down there and when they got up there it was like, Hey, you gotta cut this interest down in thirty seconds, uh-huh. whatever. And so that was problematic uh for a while. So I don't know how things are going right now, but I think they'll be leveled out in a, in a six months or so. Well, here's here's my problem with the with the cutting down the cool interests thing, especially on Raw. You're stretching three hours of mm. content. At least you could keep the interests on someone to make them look bigger instead of throwing a twenty four seven segment on there or some type of promo that we've heard every week. Yeah. To me, keeping the the time of the interests makes more sense to make someone who is NXT who gets a third of the main roster audience, you make them look bigger by these elaborate entrances because that's the perception of the crowd, which becomes their reality. If you cut the entrances, how, who know, like, how do we know who carrying, who who killer cross or carrying cross is? How do we know that? And it's not fair to, to, to make that perception that two thirds more of the next audience knows who he is. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, I think Vince's perspective is, yeah, but but our viewing audience doesn't know who they are. The WWE, you know what I mean? And they would, he yeah. would make that argument with us a lot. Like, yeah, that's it's, but it's just a few. So we can bring them up here and do whatever we want to. And I, I, I understand that if that's how you want to do it. I don't think it's good either. I think you have to uh, have continuity. If you don't like the character, then don't bring him up yet. Let's exactly. try this new character out a time or 12 and see if, he, see if it's worth bringing yep. up, you know? Yep. But look... Yep. 
it's all it's all in the rearview mirror now. Now it's time to see how H is going to run the game. You yeah. know, I, I got to tell you, Brian, one thing that I always noticed that um, I really think this really got lost somewhere in translation. And it used to drive me crazy. And it has to do with the Bearcat. Bro, during the Attitude Era, you know, you guys all had a gimmick. But I know in my writing and in the vignettes and in the promos and in all that stuff, there was a reason you had the gimmick. Like, you know, you were the road dog, Rock was the rock, Austin. You had your moniker, but the moniker fit. Yeah. What I see today is they give these, every wrestler gets a moniker, but they don't play the moniker. And I I think they think if the announcer says it over (laughs) and over and over, Sasha, Sasha Banks is the boss. Well, I want to see her as the you gotta yeah. you gotta show me why she. I I think they got away from that, and I think that really hurt them. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. But look, I'd also add that, uh, and especially with this specific one that you mentioned, like they just think, oh, the boss is a cool name. That's true oh, too. Okay. I, I, yeah, well, I what? Well, okay, and and it is, and it's cool with the younger generation. But what what does that look like? And and right. and does it look like she's just boss, you know, balling and flossing? And mm-hmm. <laughs> is that yeah. is that what kind of boss she is? Yeah. And right, so right. I, I don't know the answer to that because I'm a 53 year old white guy from Georgia. <laughs> but to to your point, they they should at least match the character. The moniker should match the yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, and vice versa. You know what I mean?